John Ubaldi with Ubaldi Reports. Thank you for listening again. And always with me is my good friend and fellow Marine, Joe Bitts. How's it going, Joe? Great, John. we got to tell them to go to UbaldiReports.com. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Go to UbaldiReports.com. Yeah, and go there, check out the website, comment, or can they do anything like that on the Not website? right now, but you can sign up for, we, we eventually want, once we get doing this on a full-time basis, then we're going to send news, a newsletter out, or at least updates of what's going on during the course of the day, kind of like a political news, news newsletter that goes out, just give you the topic and a brief little paragraph of what's going on, and then you get to choose what you want to put into it. So yesterday you had off. Yes, I did. Okay, and I guess we are going to say this. We are going to talk about Kamala here in a little bit, but we know that probably by the time you hear this, it's already happened. But so you had a friend, and I want to know, how was Shake Shack? Oh, Shake Shack. This uh, was a restaurant out here in South Tampa. I went with a friend of mine who I, we used to work out at the gym. He's a Fulbright Colonel. Yeah, yeah, I want to okay. hear about Shake Shack. Shake Shack was good. The food was amazing. It's right on the water. Right in the water. Yeah, they have you have a bar that's it's an open bar that's outside, but it's inside in a way. But it's open air bar, I guess what you would say. So then they also had outside seating. So we were right down by the water. Well, because the Shake Shack that I know of, no, it's not Shake Shack. It's Salt Salt Shack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I wanted to know about Shake Shack because Shake Shack just got here. Oh, I've been to Shake Shack down on Del Mabry. That's a road here in Tampa for those who are outside Tampa. Yeah. It was good. The food was great. Okay. How long did you have to wait for it? At Salt Shack? No, Shake Shack. No, I, think I, know what I think I know what I'm going to call the show. We didn't wait long. Shake Shack is a fast food restaurant. Yeah, right? it's like Smash Burgers and but stuff like that. But the difference is they come to you. You can order at the table from you. But, well, okay. Steak and Shake is like that, too. Yeah, but the food, either way, the food was good. I like Salt Shack. The food was good. Now, salt Shack. Salt Shack is over on the water off of West Shore. Okay. For those who live in Tampa, but it was really good. Yeah, if you guys, anybody that's listening to Tampa, just hit us up on our Facebook so we know that we have at least one or two Tampa listeners. And they do have some pretty good seafood up in that area. Oh, so you're okay sitting in a bar? We were outside <laughs> on picnic tables. I don't mind going to a bar. I just don't like going to a bar and everybody's sitting there for hours. Uh, waitress, I smell something that smells like liquor. Can you tell them to stop serving right now, please? Oh, they're going to boot me out. See, I don't mind going there, but when I was in the Marines, I just never liked to drink. Yeah. I drank one beer, and then it tasted, the next beer tasted like stainless steel. You know why I didn't drink a lot in the Marines? You spare me this. Because I was poor. I was like, and poor. I just like. You couldn't afford Budweiser? Coors? Yeah, the, the majority of my, the liquor was bought by somebody else. I rarely. That's how it really worked. Yeah. Somebody would buy the beer and everybody would drink but it. But like when you go out, it just seems like, two, I think finding a place that served beer under $2 a bottle was like, a, like that was like a place to go. Joe, what do you got? Champagne taste on a beer budget? <laughs> I just, I don't really. Don't tell me you're one of those that drinks the $2 beer. That I used to work at a well, grocery. No, no. no well, I used to work at a grocery store. Yeah. I think there was Blatt's beer. Someone spilled it. A little bit different. And it got on the floor and it took the wax off. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when I used to go out with like my buddies and stuff like that. I oh, would just. So you have friends? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I think I do. There are people that kind of say I like they like me, but I'm not sure. Yeah, nope. I would just I would DD it up, but it also kept my wits on the mark 
when like you're approached by the opposite sex, you would have a li- little bit more. You're not like stupid. But, but even isn't that kind of problematic? Because if you're sober and she's drunk, aren't you somewhat taking advantage of the situation there? Yeah, I just for me, everybody's different. Even before I joined the church I'm in, I just never liked it. Yeah. I never liked the atmosphere. If I'm going to date somebody, I want to remember it. But so, it's just I never liked the part. I'm not saying I haven't been drunk before, but I never liked it. It's just it wasn't fun. It was like a goal for if I ever have a vacation with just Aaron and I, I want to be like a perpetual drunkness where it's, it's I'm not sloppy, but I'm just kind of okay. Yeah. I just one I don't like the feeling. I never like I never like well, mixed drinks. Getting obliterated, that's not the feeling I like. But if you're just there is some points where in my drink of choice is a bloody mary. I know. Yeah, he loves his bloody mary. After like maybe a week of work working real hard in the sun and stuff like that, you come home, like there's just sometimes where just that little bit, whether it's two or three ounces of liquor, whatever and whatever mixed drink it just kind of takes it takes the edge off. I know, but I just I never liked it. the beer. I never liked. Now you can't because it's against you. The other one that's strange for most people to hear this. I'm full blooded Italian. Yeah, and I my dad used to just roll his eyes because I didn't like wine. Was just tasted like vinegar to me, and he was like. But I think that might be a genetic tasting. It thing. could. I don't know, but I just didn't like wine. So when I told my dad, he goes, he looked at me. I don't understand you. You're full blood Italian. You're Mormon. You're not Catholic. You're Republican. You you're not pro union. And then I told him the kiss of death for every Italian. You don't like pasta? No, I love pasta. Is I don't like Frank Sinatra. And he looked at me like, "Where the hell did you spawn from?" I don't even know if Frank Sinatra was Italian though. He's Italian, hundred okay. percent Italian. Old blue eyes. Yeah, I don't. I just didn't like the guy. I kind of I I can pick out his I don't have a Frank Sinatra album in the house. Not the, I just never liked. I can pick up and be like. But, but to my parents, when you don't like Frank Sinatra and you're Italian, I'm Italian. I don't think I've ever listened to an entire song played all the way through. Yeah, Joe, I'm a hundred percent okay Italian. My dad was born in Italy, and you don't like Frank Sinatra. That might as well just say kiss of death. But I'm just like, you know, my point of, you know, liquor, even with even any kind of, uh, you know, because marijuana is legal, too. You're just like. Oh, that's another story. When you say marijuana is because it's starting to be legal here in Florida. No, I have a good question for you. OK, say, OK, it's not it's, legal, but it's, that's no. it's medically. Oh, so you won't be my friend anymore if I'm like if I smoke marijuana, if I have. I would trade you in and get a <laughs> get a non-marijuana well, version. But here's another one. There was a um, like a I shop at Publix, which yeah. is a grocery store here in Tampa. Yeah, there used to be up until the the last hurricane in 2017 mm-hmm. here in Tampa. There used to be like a, a vegetable fruit market. Yeah, around the corner from the the Publix. So yeah, I used to get and they had really good fruit and vegetables. So I used mm-hmm. to get my all my fruits and vegetables. Well, the owner I knew his daughter was like 17 and she was a partier in school. So she asks me once. He goes, Hey, John. Did you ever smoke marijuana? And then when I told her, I go, no. And she looked at me like, what do you mean? You never smoked marijuana? I goes, no. And she had that look like, I've always heard of people like you. I just never met you. And then I told her, listen, it's not that I'm better than anybody else. It's the fact that I had a strict father. And then I was in junior military in high school. So you can't smoke there. And then I joined the Marines, and you can't do there. And then the Marine Corps, after the Gulf War, went to zero tolerance. Yeah. So you t- pop 
on the urine analysis, you're out. So I just never did it. So, but I want to get back to a little bit. Say Governor Ron DeSantis gets a bill in front of him saying that it's now recreational, just like liquor, cigarettes, I still think are now 21 too. Okay. And they're like, marijuana is legal. Let's all rejoice. Yay. And I'm just like, I'm chilling out with a marijuana cigarette in my hand. And I'm like, all right, let's go do the podcast. Is that kind of, is that going to throw you off? No, that's your choice. Okay. If it's recreationally legal. If it's le- it's just like alcohol. We went out to a, to a sports bar. You got a, a Bloody Mary. No, it's even better. I, I always like talking about this because people don't know about it on the show, but I had a tumbler and I had something in it. I just know I had some kind booze. of- booze. No, I was constantly putting rum into it. I think I started off with well, lemonade. It was coffee or something. You were putting- I don't know if it's coffee. It was something that you were putting in. And, okay, Joe. Like looking at me sideways, you're going, all right, is everything going to be okay here? Yeah, that's all I need him to say something <laughs> stupid. But have they heard the show? I think I think we've taken our licks on that one. No, but what you've drank around me. It's your choice. My choice is not to drink. I don't know. Did you ever talk about the mistake drinking you did? Oh yeah, I went to visit my brothers in um, Seattle in 2000, 2019. I went into we were in my brother's cabin up in the, the mountains of Washington State, and I was looking for something to drink and. I go into the refrigerator and he had all this exotic stuff and I grabbed a can. I just thought it was some fancy orange juice or um, apple juice. Yeah. And they were watching me do this and I just lit it and I started to drink it. I'm like, wait a minute, this is beer. And they're all like, they're laughing. I goes, why didn't you say, we just want to see if you would do it. We were all stunned that you grabbed it. It was like when you came over to the house for Thanksgiving, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't drink coffee or tea or liquor. She's like, and then Aaron's like, my God, I put wine in the stuffing. I put coffee in the cakes and stuff like that. I'm like, hey, he'll be fine. Joe is struck down. As I'm struck down, I was like, hey, Mormon's your religion. <laughs> Christianity's mine, okay? I think there's a dividing line there. I could look up like, God, Christian, he's, oh, sorry, Joe. But No, it's fine. It's fine. But anyway, as we talk about this, I think the interesting aspect, Kamala Harris is now going to the board. Yes, and I think it's all because Trump, did he do it on purpose? Show his hand saying, you know what? I think I'm going to go down the board and check it out. Because as vice, or as vice president, as former president, he could still do his make his rounds correct and i think they would still host him why wouldn't you a president if not the president but you will settle for a president just come around but and it's check interesting it out. okay she's going to the border but she's going to the el paso border okay okay now it's still the border between the united states and mexico but the the epicenter is in mcclellan texas they're going to just go to the area that I think is better groomed for well, the because president. Well, because the congressional representative there in El Paso is a strong supporter of Joe Biden and his immigration policies. Okay, hold on. But then— I, I do want to—I I have, have a story to get in with okay, this. Where McClellan, Texas is, there's a Democratic congressman named Henry—I think his name is Henry, if I pronounced his name. He's been advocating for the vice president and Joe Biden. He's really been critical— of the administration's approach to this border crisis. Mm. So he's saying, why don't you come here? This is the episode. And I talked to Scott McDonald. He was on this show before as a demographer. He is a- We should have a, him on soon. Yeah, he has a, we're going to bring him on again, but he has a PR firm that he does. And I asked him about this. How does this look? And he said, through his expertise, this is a sign of desperation yeah. because she really took it, she really took it hard from when she gave the uh, that interview with Lester Holt. Yeah, because she's never been to Europe. Oh, yeah. And Lester Holt asked her, so when are you going to the border? 
we've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I haven't been to Europe either. What's your point? And I'm like, and everybody, even the White House communications team was taken aback by that. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. The L.A. Times really was very supportive, really overtly supportive of Kamala Harris being the vice president. Now, five, six months later, they are looking at that she is the wrong choice. So uh, let's go back a little bit because Kamala Harris is checking out the El Paso version of the border. Okay, so you and I, have you ever been on ship as a deployment of something? I haven't been on ship. I've been on ship a couple weeks. Okay, we'd say a reserve base. If you're on a reserve base in top brass or like a four-star general is coming to your facility you break out the paint you oh my God. you're just like scrubbing you're We're making, painting rocks you're painting grass you almost to that point where you're like you're finding a sprayer to paint whatever dead grass green in order to appear that and what happens is that the general just walks in and he doesn't give a crap about what it looks like outside he is not going to scrutinize why that rock is a little bit darker than that rock there. We used to do it on ship, too. On ship, I remember we were doing, like, some USO thing in Italy, and I was literally taking a rag, wedging it into areas that this guy, walking through the ship for more no more than five minutes, because he's going from one end to the other, probably not even to talk to anybody, and I'm, like, sticking my hand, like, three feet under where he'll never see it's just like when I was, we used to do inspecting general yeah. inspections. I did when I was on Guam and I did one when I was back at my infantry unit. Yeah. We used to fold our boxer shorts because mm-hmm. they had to use boxers. Six by six. Six by six. The t-shirts had to be folded. The, the socks had to be folded. Yeah. And you're pressing things. You're taping. The, it's like. It had to be marked. And I'm last like, name. Marked. Last name. What was it? Yeah. Last name. Initial. And Irish, I'm like. Irish pennants. What the hell is this? But getting back to... But my point with that was that they're making El Paso, probably they're making, I bet you out of all the areas when it comes to the border, El Paso is probably maybe the best kept or well kept. That way, when she goes in there with the news crew and stuff like that, they're only seeing maybe three or four kids, no Mylar blankets, maybe there's a TV or something for them to play with. There's somebody watching them. The facility's clean. It smells clean. It looks clean. So she could be like, see, we got it all handled here at the border. Where if like Trump goes to McClellan, where there's like hundreds there's mylar blankets everywhere. It smells. It's dirty. Kids are crying. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to get ahead of. Well, no, I want to see how the media covers this. And what I mean by that, when they go to El Paso, just what you alluded to, but also, is she going to do a press conference and how the press conference is going to be conducted? Because there was a reporter from Axios who stated Kamala Harris does really well when she has the script in front of her. Yeah. But when she has to engage with the reporters, she's not that good. She's really bad. And like I was saying with the L.A. Times six, seven months ago was championing, oh, she's a great politician. She's going to be a great asset. Now they're saying she's well above her head. Oh, yeah. She is clueless. Like, this all, is the they, woman that could possibly be president. They also blamed her for the voting rights bill to fail. And the reason is because when she went back in March when they were passing the stimulus bill, she goes to West Virginia because there was an issue with Joe Manchin. She did a horrible job trying to push that through Joe. And Joe Manchin didn't even know she was coming. 
which is unheard of. Because usually when a vice president or president goes into your state or district, they let you know so you can be with them. She didn't do that. She never met with Joe Manchin. She's never really done any outreach to some of the senators. So they're like, what do you do as vice president? And now this whole thing with the border, she has, she, she's been put in charge of the border. She hasn't been there in a, over 100 days, which will change tomorrow. She hasn't had a press conference of any notoriety that someone's going to ask her a question that will be tough. So I'm saying, is the press going to do that? And then contrast that with Donald Trump when he goes to the, the McClellan. Tell, he's going to open up to all the – he's going to just be freewheeling. It's going to be – I got a feeling this is not going to go well for the administration. Yeah, but do you think maybe because – Maybe they're hitting it at a good time when it comes to the border because it's not really top of mind. If it was like a couple, like you said, uh, a few months ago, it was top of mind. So it would probably be even worse if they went then. But it depends. A lot of people are now seeing there's a problem on the border because these people are coming in and it's not stopping. So we'll have to see how this plays out. But can Donald Trump still do diplomatic things even though it's not going to directly infect as long as he doesn't like can he still meet kim john he can do it he can meet anybody he he still meet president xi can he still meet all these leaders as long as he's not undermining the administration or the united states okay i see a pattern here then look what john Kerry did remember john Kerry went to and met with the iranian foreign minister many times while Trump was president. And there was speculation that he was allegedly saying that, hey, wait, just hang on. Donald Trump will be out. And remember the controversy surrounded when the the Iranian foreign minister said that John Kerry told us when Israel was going to conduct military operations inside Syria. And he did the same thing. I think he did the same thing with American military. I think he just with Israel. I don't see why Donald Trump would do that other than just to get under the skin of the occurrence but i just think donald trump still gets under the skin of course because he's i'm going to the border then and they're like we need to go to the border before him it's like that whole bezos jeff bezos and richard branson they were fighting to be the no be the first billionaire into space now we're just now we got two dorks just like throwing money at each other they're having a money fight to see who the first person and then also hey if you Give money to this charity, or if you we bid a bid where you can hang out with Jeff Bezos and his brother. Who wants to do that? Yeah, but see, the thing is with the border, the Democratic Party, at least of the progressives, playing out now with Joe Biden that they believe in open borders. They said that during the campaign, indirectly to directly, that they believe in open borders, and it seems like they're getting their wish. Now it's interesting. There was a political analyst, guy named Joel. Kotskin. He writes for New Geography and other publications, and he's liberal, but he can put his ideology aside and he looks at data. And what he said is there's a mood going around the country. Now, Democrats think they have the minority groups wrapped up, but if you look at the 2020 election, Donald Trump gained more votes from African Americans than any Republican president in generations. It's the same thing with Hispanics and Asians. So, okay, but with the Hispanics, he's saying is, 
they assume that they're going along with us. Hispanics who live in this country and who are part of the middle class, they don't like the illegal immigrants coming in because they go into their neighborhoods. They want good schools. They want good jobs. And they're not playing into the social issues like transgender, LGBTQ, which seems to be a big part of the Democratic push. And the Hispanics are very conservative because they're Catholic. They don't believe in that. So I'm not sure how this is going to play out. Going back, I think I definitely want to maybe have talk with Scott McDonald. For, yeah. But because you mentioned a few things. You mentioned, okay, Donald Trump got more black voters, more Hispanic. Hispanic. Okay, if that's the case, why or how did he lose? A lot of the things, and without rehashing the whole election. Put that aside. Yes. Okay, but I know they focused on the election results, and I don't know what was in all the lawsuits. The one problem I had was all the governors, especially in the blue state governors, like in Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, California, and definitely especially in Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, where Trump did win for the first time, Republicans won those states for the first time in since basically since Ray, is they changed the rules of the election. Because of the pandemic, we got to do something different. They were changing all the way up until the time of the election. Yeah. They didn't go through the proper channel, go through the legislature, hold hearings. We're going to change. They just did it unilaterally. That's what I would have had, I had a problem with. Then you had the media. When the Hunter Biden story broke with the New York Post, there was a media blackout by the tech companies and every other media establishment. You can't cover this. And that story by the New York Post was silenced. You couldn't move it. They couldn't even do anything. I don't think that would have mattered anyway. No, but the point is the media didn't cover that story. And the way the media covered Joe Biden was far different. And if you look at the debates, they always played gotcha question with with, um, Donald Trump. They didn't do the same thing with Joe Biden. How would you make every ice cream flavor different, Joe? Or, but asking him questions about the New Green Deal. How is your tower, or how would your tax policies really jumpstart the economy? But they just never did. Okay, so I saw something. We went to, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we went to Chick-fil-A. Or maybe it was the day before. Anyway, we went and I saw a guy and he was, actually I do have another story after this. So this guy. Stick to one story. He had a Trump and DeSantis, and then 2021. And I'm going, all right, this is weird. But I just want to go off. There's a lot of, they're re-looking at a lot of the election results. So in your great mind, because you know everything about past history, has there ever been an election where that was rigged, or I want to say rigged, that was maybe called wrong, where they put the wrong person in off. There was speculation in 1960 that Kennedy won in Chicago and Mayor Daley at the time swung those votes to Kennedy because that Kennedy only won by a smidgen of the votes. I'm trying to figure out is, okay, say, because it's a process, we find out that those votes didn't count or there was some kind of tampering involved or unaccounted for votes. And it turns out that, lo and behold, Donald Trump did win. Is the inauguration like the end all be all? Is the inauguration yeah. we a new president? So what? we have to deal. We Once have to. The election is certified. We've never had a, an election where they went back and they said this person was the rightful when we ever had that. And if we did, the election is certified. So it's certified. If we did get to that point, that would, we'll, be, up, that would be upended chaos, wouldn't it? That would be a, a, an interesting period. And but the thing is, 
no matter what goes on with the VA scandal, with the Russian collusion narrative, with the DOJ, FBI, IRS, all these scandals, no one's ever held accountable. True. but It, it would be, a, especially with Donald Trump's personality, he would really freaking come unglued. Yeah, but couldn't the Supreme Court make a ruling in, in that case? I don't think they would. I think it, once it's been certified, they're not going to overturn. They would just say the elections. Okay, but they have to stick... But you're saying they have to abide. You're a constitutionalist. They have to abide by the. You know, you have the people abiding by the constitution. They've come down with so many decisions right they now, and have to because we've never. There's no constitutional precedent for us going back and looking at. Like I said, with Kennedy and Nixon, there was an accusation, allegation. There was no firm evidence. They just. People say, yeah, Daly swung the election to Kennedy. Okay, last story real quick. So I was working, and it's hot out, and I saw some other guy, shorter guy, Ford truck, a little gruff, and he's, hey, I just really appreciate what you guys do, and I, I like hearing that. I like, I really appreciate that. And then he goes, yeah, F Trump, but he said, he said the actual word, and I'm like, and I didn't say it, and I showed up, but I'm like, why would you say that to me? What is that like? Because we're in a period right now. It's people feel free. They can say one side can say anything they want and the other side can't. And that's the problem with free speech is you may not like what the other person say, but they have their free speech. True. But me knowing you without you actually wearing a I would never without go wearing on. a Biden Harris T-shirt. But uh, I would think military guy. I would think. Okay, that guy's probably you know, well, because I had conservative. Somebody, I had somebody at work. He goes, you were in the military. And I goes, well, yeah, I did 30 years in the Marines. How do you know that? Because you tuck your shirt in. Oh, whatever. No, I do tuck well, I know. I, my T-shirt in. I, I, try every, I try every opportunity not to tuck yeah, my shirt in. Yeah, but at work, I tuck the T-shirt in. So he just thought I was in the military. So I just want to say, guys, listening to this at Chick-fil-A at night, we appreciate it. Tell your buddies, please. Yeah, we do appreciate the guy. The guys who work at Chick-fil-A at night do work hard. They yeah. really work hard. Go to UvaldiReports.com to get some more information. So get some really good article. Hopefully, John has some better news here in a couple of weeks. We'll try to get him pumping out some articles so we can all enjoy them. And, John, how can you reach us? You can go to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you go to and type in Ubaldi Reports, if you go to Facebook, type in Ubaldi Reports Group, you can see us there. And we're going to be getting a video out in a couple days, so we'll hope you'll be able to see that. Joe, tell them what we're also going to be doing. We live stream, and we want to do an extra show for Patreon, and we want to check out what this whole Clubhouse thing is about. If you are on Clubhouse and you can throw us out an invite, so that we can sign up to Clubhouse. I'm pretty sure I can find other avenues, but it'd be great to have a listener introduce us to Clubhouse, and we can figure out how that's going to work. So with that, everybody, have a great day, and we will talk to you. Yeah, keep listening to Ubaldi Reports. Until next time, keep listening.